What's up, single track family? I am trying something new here. For context, I am a marketer by trade and training, and it's common in our field to freely share best practices and tactics and strategies with peers on the internet. The phrase we use is quote unquote working in public, and it is a style that I have always appreciated and one that I now want to bring to this show. I'm sure you're wondering, you know, what's in it for me? Well, maybe you've had an idea to go into business in the running world or the media world in some capacity or just in general. And if that's the case, then this is essentially a behind the scenes, totally transparent look at what we are working on, where we are succeeding, where we're failing, what we want to try in the future, etc. And maybe by listening to some of these conversations, you get ideas on how to start and succeed with your own venture. To kick it off, I have the new creative director for Single Track, Mike Tamayo, on the show. This will be the first of a regular series of what we are calling States of the Single Track, kind of like a State of the Union sort of episode. And to get you all familiar with our circumstances and to get to know Mike, we cover his background as a runner. We talk about how we met and we specifically hone in on the influence that our running house here in Salt Lake City had on our appreciation of community and doing something like a podcast and sort of trying to go on this mission of leaving the sport better than we found it. We talk about how this whole operation got started. We dive a little bit into what's in store for the podcast and the newsletter and what Mike is going to be doing to make this show really pop from like a design standpoint and social media standpoint. We also recorded this before the Grace and Murphy episode went live. So we talk a little bit about the studio setup for that because Grayson was one of our first guests. Sorry, she was our first guest to do in an in-studio recording. In future episodes, you can expect us to get more tactical and strategic about what is exactly going on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, insights into how we're building podcasts, recruiting guests, preparing for interviews, designing content, trying to make money. Yeah, the whole kit and caboodle. So. I'm excited about this. I'm curious to know what you think. Feel free to leave comments on social media um, and at our email address. One thing I will mention before we dive in, Mike and I are really good friends in a lot of ways, basically brothers. We lived together for six months. So um, there is some very casual, explicit language tossed around from time to time. I apologize for that. We also maybe share more detail in maybe some of our not so proudest moments for how this got started but I'm confident that the internet will forgive us. I think that the days of society expecting you to be all buttoned up and in quote unquote professional at all times are behind us. And I hope that you will appreciate the authenticity. So yeah, let me know what you think and welcome to the show for the first of hopefully many times. My brother, my uh, partner in business crime, sorry, not crime, but business success, I should say, uh, Mike Tamayo. Dude, what you sipping on, bro? <laughs> uh, um, a great glass of wine that I picked up literally like just the other day. Dude, I haven't had wine in so long and uh, this hits. Oh, sure. dude, it hits and it's and it's cheap. It was like 15 bucks, man. It's not even like, 
anything super special as as wine should be I exactly think. no i completely agree man i completely agree well finn welcome uh, and i guess to anybody who's checking in for the first time since this is the tomorrow creative video um side of it um slash finn's podcast as well we're gonna add this to your thing right okay yeah sweet um I guess anybody who's checking in, welcome. This is the first time we've organized this studio as a dedicated podcast space. Um, what's really fun about this is um, we have a very special guest coming by tomorrow in Grayson Murphy, who has, what, 70,000 Instagram followers and is really well known in the trail and track community who's coming to uh, be interviewed by yours truly, Finn, tomorrow. Yeah, great runner. Um, a lot of great thoughts on the sport, too great social media presence, business owner. So I think we'll have a lot of cool things to talk about and I'm excited to have her on. Yeah. Dude, I, I know. Dude. Man, so am I, I'm pretty stoked. I'm stoked that this looks really good um, from every angle that we got so far. It's looking pretty awesome. I'm excited to edit this. And, um, and one thing that people should also know who's watching this is uh, this is like a tester <laughs> in order to prep for tomorrow to make sure everything looks and sounds really good. But also we wanted to discuss uh, the growth of what Finn has going on right now. So Finn, if you don't mind, like, go ahead and like, tell us all about the podcast. Yeah. So I am the host of a show called the single track podcast, and it was born out of this vision to have conversations about how the sport of mountain ultra trail running is growing. So primarily interviewing people that are business owners in the sport that have some sort of influence on the culture of the sport that are race directors that are pro athletes Anybody that's trying to make a living in the sport, that's who I was initially interested in having conversations with. We've since branched out. So we cover athlete stories. We really cover anybody with an interesting uh, perspective on the sport. And we're about 12 episodes in. And we have a newsletter now as well. Uh, we have a studio. I think one of the things that I'm the most excited about is working with Mike Tamayo on a lot of the growth of the show from a social media standpoint, making it more accessible in different formats. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if you want, we can go back and talk about how this whole thing was born from the very beginning. <laughs> That'd be a fun story. But uh, I think you and I work together really well. We have a lot of similar creative visions. Uh, you supply the talent. Sometimes I supply the ideas at a bare minimum. But, <laughs> oh, more than that, man. You, dude, you I think it's gonna, a lot more I think, Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things I'm excited about, but the next step of the show is definitely um, just presenting it in a in a more uh, I don't know how to put it, just like a more professional way, like 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 with like the logo and with the YouTube format and our Instagram presence. Like you're such a master at that, and I'm excited to have your expertise there. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That's I think that's what I have to say right now. Awesome. I mean, I'm honored <laughs> that you want to work with me on this stuff. Um, I do like your idea of going back and talking about how it started. Um, so if as long as it's like PG enough to to chat about with your with your listeners, um, we can definitely give that a a visit if you want. Oh, let's do it, man. I mean, where do we where did where do we start? It was like early April. Yep. Twenty twenty one. Early April twenty twenty one. Um, oh, I guess it was twenty twenty one. It wasn't it wasn't pandemic. It was uh, definitely twenty twenty one. So, uh, I think I had already started my YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and I got home. It was a, it was our home meet that year. Uh, and I had done something really stupid. It, it was embarrassing. I was mortified. I was trying to measure this, this, uh, <laughs> steeple barrier and I ruined the entire race for everybody. And it turned out to be this 
um, engineering tape as opposed to like a standard US like tape measure. And we get home and we're slamming beers in the middle of (laughs) the night. Of course, as we should be. That's how you solve those problems. (laughs) Exactly. We're, We're jamming out to Toto. That's right. Which is amazing. Uh, who doesn't love jamming out to Toto? We uh, love early 80s rock. Exactly. Oh, that'll officially be the intro and outro of this video. Of course. Uh, oh, yeah. Waiting for your love by Toto is going to be great. <laughs> um, but we were jamming out and we're all getting a little bit a little bit toasty. And then I pitched to the group that we should create the uh, studio that was down in the basement, perhaps in a video that you guys had seen before. You had seen it in some other shots. It was um, the lit up background kind of stone looking uh, area that we had downstairs in the old house that was built in like the 1890s so the house was right. super old but it was a great idea that we had um and then you know instead of it being just like a drunken promise we started what the next day yeah i mean the next day we had brooms and shovels and trash bags and disinfectant in hand and just like spent the next like 48 hours just like polishing that place out i mean it went from just being this like trash and like yeah, I'll say like rat infested basement to like just this like sterile, clean space that ended up becoming our recording studio. And like we ended up having our buddy Vinny, who we can talk about too, come in and do a lot of like the woodworking and setting up of like drywall and stuff. But like we went from like zero to 60 in two days. And I think what's funny about it is like it's so common to have these like drunken nights where you kind of make all these like pledges and like, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And like, I think the funny thing to me is we actually acted on like some like drunk ideas and like, here we are. <laughs> and here we are. And now you are literally up to thousands of listeners an episode, which is insane. And, and to know that that came from, you know, just like you said, a drunken night, a drunken idea. And instead of just like not following through, we started the next day. And and uh, what I'll make sure to do for anybody who's uh, who's watching right now, um, I'll link uh, the creation of the studio right here uh, in the portion of the video. So you can definitely check that out if you'd like. Um, but it was a really fun process. I mean, we're down there masked up, uh, you know, probably getting cancer, um, killing rats and, and getting rid of <laughs> <laughs> mouse carcasses. And, uh, and yeah, and we followed through, man. And then it started and it's awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was really fun. And, and I'm really happy that we had that night, to be honest. One, one, I do want to go backward just for one second. So for anybody who's listening to this from the single track audience, can you tell them a bit about your background in running and your role with the University of Utah? And then I also think when you get a chance to talk about the role that that house played in like the development of our community too. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I would love to talk about that. You know how much that house like how much I adore that house yeah. and, and how much it did for me. Um, so a little bit of background on me in, in running, first of all, especially for your audience. Um, I ran for the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. I was uh, an 800 meter slash miler when I was in college. Um, so not quite the same distances that you and your listeners have. But one but... second, a damn good 800 meter runner. <laughs> a damn good. Can you supply some numbers please uh so uh 148 um collegiately 146 post collegiately uh i went to the indoor u.s national championships um definitely got my butt kicked uh but it was an incredible experience nonetheless so i and um while i never broke four in the mile i had to run, run 401 it's like the one pr that will forever just hang over my head <laughs> i probably will never break but um what's what's been really fun about the transition from middle distance to moving out here was just like, I don't know, appreciating the long distance and appreciating what people who listen to this podcast and yeah. people who, you know, you run with like do, because like 
the stuff that you guys do is insane to me. <laughs> like 100 mile races, that's incredible. And and for anybody to say that that's not tough because quote unquote, you're not running fast. I've heard people say that before. They're completely wrong. I, I When I moved out here uh, and the first time I tried to run a mountain run with you guys, like we're like, oh, we're going to run like 15 miles. And I was like, oh, we'll be done in like 90 minutes. And you guys <laughs> laughed at me. <laughs> yeah, just like that. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? Like everybody runs like six minute pace because I had the mentality of, this like really like, you know, middle distance oriented athlete. And uh, sure enough, even though we're running like nine, 10 minute pace, you are hoofing it, man. Like your heart rate is up to 200 and like you're breathing hard. And I was not all like, you know, I wasn't adapt to the altitude yet, you know? Um, but yeah, so that was a little bit of background for me from college and moving here. Um, I currently work as the director of operations at the University of Utah. It is a really fun job. I love that job to know, and we travel so much. Um, For the women's uh, track and field cross-country team? Yes, yes, track and field and cross-country teams. Um, You know, uh, speaking of, we do have the NCAA regional this week. Um, So anybody listening who's local, come down to Provo and support the Utes. Um, but it's we're, a great we're job. We're recording this on uh, November 9th. So what is it? The 12th it's happening? Oh, good call. I should have said yeah. that. Yeah. We'll the, get this up. The experienced podcaster versus <laughs> the non-experienced podcaster. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So that's that's what I do. Um, and that house. Let's, let's talk about that house. So when I moved here, I moved in with two very close friends of mine. Um, one of them was my coach in college. And she, you know, graciously offered me a spot in that house and they left. She is now the head coach of the University of Wisconsin, who's kicking a lot of butt right now. Um, So when they left, I just stayed in the house and I moved in and I offered to pay them rent every month. And I did. Um, And then it slowly grew uh, a little bit among the friend group, because what I love to do and what our friend Vince loved to do was to have, you know, social breakfasts after long run. Yeah. And uh, it started off with, you know, the guests that were having tomorrow in Grayson and me and Vince. And that was it. And then what slowly started happening was we were doing bigger group runs, um, inviting more people over to the house. And then, uh, you know, it kind of grew into this weekly tradition of everybody doing long run and then uh, pancake breakfast at the house. And I think the largest group we had was like 30 to 35 people one week. Easily. Easily 30 to 35 people one week. And it was awesome. And, And, you know, for a little bit there, Vince even got Kodiak Cakes to commit to sponsoring the Sunday pancakes, which is incredible, right? So it's grown, it's grown from three people to this potentially sponsored event here pretty soon. And, and, you know, we're really excited about that. And I pay a lot of that to that house. Yeah, that's a great, I mean, that's how we met, I think. And it's, I think one thing I'm so grateful for about that moment in time, I mean, the house has since been sold and we're in a new location, which we can also talk about. But um, I think that that house is responsible for so many like serendipitous encounters and new friendships that would not have been formed otherwise. I mean, our friendship, you talk about Vinny, Garrett, Colton, Eli, Brent, Grayson, Jocelyn. I mean, the list goes on. And I'm just so thankful in retrospect for how much of a role that that house played in pancakes played in building up the Salt Lake running community. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And then like, you know, right off the back of that, how much it's helped what we're doing right now. Yeah. I mean, that's like going back to the story of us being drunk, coming up with that idea, like that basement was the pinpoint was the beginning of like what we're doing right now. And, and it has since grown. And, um, and you know, I, I love that house and, you know, but what's exciting is like, okay, what's in for the next house, you know, right. like this, for example, like what we're doing right now, we don't, we didn't have a, a separate room to turn into a studio and now we do. Right. And we're able to devote this space just for something like this. To the listeners, they'll be familiar with this. I often talk about like who in the ultra running, trail running community is is building 
the equivalent of pancakes elsewhere and who's building these running teams. And the reason I bring that topic thread up so much is because I've seen how it can work so well when people like Mike put it together. And so I think that's why we're reminiscing over this. And uh, it was just a special moment in time. I mean, it's not over. You know, we, we have a new place here that's fantastic. But yeah, what a, what an era. All right, well, the next the next question that I want to ask you, well, I want to make a comment first. And that is, you are somebody who is, you're one of the most talented people I know. You're one of the most multifaceted talented. And I'm sorry to prop you up, but it's true. <laughs> There's two people that I admire in this world, particularly uh, when it comes to like this, like uh, intersection of running and design and comedy and stuff. And it's you and Brent. And I got to live with you guys for six months. So I know it's true. <laughs> but where did, where did this interest in sort of the design side of our sport come in? And yeah, how did you hone that skill? And where is it? Where is it at now? Oh my goodness, that, that's a great question. Um, so what really started it off, and I and I have a small story for uh, for you on this to kind of like lead it in, uh, and I'll make it real short. But when I got to the University of Utah, I was handed the tablet, um, and it was like this little Windows tablet, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you have the Adobe Suite on there." Like everybody gets it, like whatever. And I was like, "Okay, cool. That's that's <laughs> awesome." Um, and then. I got handed a, a a race day graphic from an yeah. intern in the design department and I was looking at it and I was like, this is trash. Like I'm looking at this thing and, and you know, if anybody who's listening to this who made that, I'm sorry, but like it was real pixelated. Uh, it was not well done. The cutout was, was terrible. Um, I mean, there's like pieces of the background bleeding into the cutout yeah. of, the, of the image. And I was like, this is terrible. And like, I don't even know how to use Photoshop and I can do better than this. So I opened up Photoshop for the first time on that tablet and I was real intimidated and I was like, oh man, like I have no idea what I'm doing, but like, I'm wait, gonna... so you're self-taught completely self-taught. Yeah. Shit. And it has grown tremendously from then. So I started doing all the school's custom race day graphics and it was, um, it kind of turned into this thing of like, Hey, who's going to be on the new graphic? Who's going to be the face of the race? I think one of the athletes said, wait a second. How do you, how, what does that conversation look like with, with like, uh, the head coach, for example, where you say, Hey, I think I want to, I can do this better and I want to take over the job of like our social media and all of our graphic design and stuff. Um, he was totally fine with it. And, and actually who initially handed me off uh, the social media was Coach Mac and she was my roommate at the gotcha. time and my old yeah, coach. Yeah. So she handed it. She's like, I can't wait to get it off my phone. Like it's all you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then uh, started like kind of getting creative with it. And you know, when I first got the page, we had like 2,500 followers and we're nine followers away from 6,000. So that's like, incredible. Yeah. In, in, a, in just like about, I don't know, a year and a half of me really controlling well it. over doubled. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah, we have over doubled, uh, our, our followers count and, um, it's really fun to, to run that page and, uh, you know, with the graphic design stuff, it just slowly grew and I just kept making more graphics. I thought it was really fun. Um, and the, yeah, it just kind of became the tradition of like every single meet I have a custom graphic and not some sort of like uniform looking university graphic. Um, and then, yeah, it, it's kind of just grown from there. I now have a business from it and now I have a, a business deal with you and your business, which is yeah. really fun. So yeah. it literally started from a tablet and then like, it's all kind of started from there. Yeah. It, for anyone that's watching on YouTube, uh, there's a couple pieces of Mike's work that are lining the walls here. I'm looking at the, uh, university of Utah, 2019 schedule photo, the 2021 it's really good work. And yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, there's just so much opportunity I think in our sport to uh, overhaul a lot of design. Yeah. Like I know that you have an eye for it. Like we've, I won't name any of the companies that you've said, I wish I could uh, help them improve their, uh, <laughs> their social media and stuff. But yeah, it's just what excites me. I mean, it, of 
of the many elements of our friendship, one thing that excites me is just the way you think about the intersection of design and running. And that's why when this channel got big enough, I was like, you're the first person I want to work with from like a business standpoint. I'm making it better because Lord knows I do not have the gifts that you have been uh, handed. Like you have a design eye. I mean, you just said like, uh, I saw that this, I saw the work that this intern did and without even having any experience with the software, I just knew that I could I could make it better. And that's somebody who's operating in their sphere of genius, which is your sphere of genius. So I really appreciate that, man. That uh, you're going to bring a tear to my eye. Um, it, it it really has grown a lot, man. And I'm really excited. And the reason why I have those on the wall is because this is some of my early work. I'm like, you know, knowing that that's where I started and I can see the slow improvement from there. But, I, you know, touching back on like you saying, like, you know, the eye with the sport, I think it's because a, a big a big reason why I want to do this is because I don't think running gets enough love and I don't think that trail running gets enough love or mountain okay. running or any, I don't think running as a sport gets enough love unless you're an Olympian you're not really known and you're not paid well um, and nobody really makes really high quality track and field graphics and you know I will also not list the different companies who sure. I wish would call me <laughs> but I love this sport it rhymes with schmo frack <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes with schmo frack oh, it does um <laughs> Oh, the graphics are trash, but like uh, nobody's doing high quality running graphics. And I think that's a shame. And, uh, you know, especially as somebody who's grown around, the, grown up around the sport so much, and I've been watching track and field since I was a kid, it's like been something that has engulfed my entire life. Yeah. And for those athletes not to get the same love that, you know, the basketballs and the footballs of the world do was yeah. a crime to me. Yeah. So I'm like, Hey, like if you want me to make you running graphics, I'm all for it. I think that running deserves just as much of a piece of the pie as everybody else. For anybody out there that is artistically oriented design oriented like you are um both who do you actually yeah, who do you look to outside the sport of running for inspiration like when you're looking to get ideas for how to create a graphic are there any particular like youtube channels you follow or just people that you're like you know following on instagram or like oh yeah what they just did was like freaking cool and like i'm gonna try to like take bits and pieces of that into my own work that's an awesome question too man um so I think for my YouTube stuff, my all-time favorite YouTuber is MKBHD. Okay. Um, he does a ton of tech reviews. He does a lot of like just tech knowledge stuff, not even just reviews. He touches base on new technology. Okay. Um, and that's kind of where it started. And also his videos are so crispy. Like they just like, you look at it, you put it up in 4K and you're like, for some reason that 4K looks so much better than my 4K. <laughs> like I gotta I, say one thing. Yeah. Uh, when I started this podcast, I almost went with like trash mics and Mike has such like a high... Uh, appetite for quality and like a no bullshit tolerance level there. He's like, dude, you have to get the best mics in the business. And so that's why we have these sure mics. It's all mics influence. <laughs> I, like, I, you have zero tolerance for anything except the best. I do not mess around. I'm like, Hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. I almost cursed there. Sorry. I, anyways, like, I interrupted you. I'm I no, you're good. You're good. I was like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. So we invested in cameras. Um, we invested in the mics. We invested in lighting. I mean, yeah. we redid the whole basement for quite a bit of money um, because I, I don't think that, you know, doing anything half-assed is worth it, right? Like, let's go all in. And she was like, dude, you, your podcast sounds amazing. And like, people love that sound. It's almost like ASMR to some people when you have a really high quality sounding mic with like not a lot of fuzz yeah. in the background or extra noise. So yeah, I, I love that. Um, but yeah, touching back based on uh, MKBHD, like his videos are really inspiring and it gives me a lot of ideas for shots for my own like yeah. tech stuff. Um, when it comes to graphics though, there's not really somebody that I follow particularly. I just know that... Um, I kind of have an idea when I'm going into creating something. Yep. Um, and if I'm 
lacking on some creative juices flowing or something like that, I have like no problem like going to Pinterest and stealing ideas. Like I'll scroll through and be like, I like elements of here and I like elements of here. And I also want to add my own thing in there. So we're going to do that. And then like I comboed all that kind of thing into one. And sometimes like I steal like this much work and then I create this much work, right? Yeah. Like I just need like a little bit of an edge, like a drop to kind of like get the waterfall going, you know? I think one of the reasons why I like your work so much is you're actually not taking a lot of ideas from the running world. You're actually going elsewhere to other industries like the tech world, for example, to bring back design principles. And that's so cool. And that's why I think what you do from a running standpoint is unlike anything I've ever seen because it's foreign to this world. It's like you, it's like the equivalent of like you or me traveling to like China for like a little bit and then coming back with like all these different like ideas of culture because we just experienced it. Like, yeah, you're bringing back the goods from another world. Yeah, pretty much. Right. So hell yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. And it's kind of the same thing of like, I don't know what I, what I do for, for your brand, man. It's like, okay, if I have any ideas for like a thumbnail or something like that, I might, I might like, Hmm. Well, this little tiny icon would look it up in this corner. Like, let me like just come up with that or like, oh, maybe what else can I do this to make it look real clean, but minimal? Like, okay, I'll look something up and be like, oh, I like this, but I also like this and kind of like mesh them together if, you know, if it's not flowing. So yeah. And it's like I said, it's an honor to kind of be that person with like what you have going, man. Like it's, it's honestly like a joy. Dude, I appreciate it. By the way, we got to give, we got to give our buddy Brent a shout out too. Absolutely. Brent. Um, un unfortunately, Brent is the second most talented person I know in the world <laughs> after you. He, he knows that. He knows that. But Brent is an incredible artist as well. He's responsible for the single track logo that he everyone is. knows. Mm -hmm. um, he's another person who's self-taught. Like, I think we gave him that iPad and like he became like he had like a PhD in drawing on that thing in like immediately. a week. Yeah. Immediately had it. Immediately. By the way, for anybody that is interested in running history, he, he ran at Chico State with Jimmy Elam and Anthony Costales and Tim Tollefson. And if, if that, that, that man can run and he can run fast. And from a competitive standpoint, we have been trying to get him back into the sport for so long because he'd be adding to that whole Chico state ultra running lore. Uh, oh yeah. If he came back, cause we all know what he's capable of. Oh, he's a monster. I mean, when oh. he was in college, he was doing like 50 minute, 10 mile tempos, like every, like twice every week. The yeah. guy was an animal. Yeah. And yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get him eventually. Don't Anyways, worry. Just wanted to shout him out because he's uh, he's near and dear to our hearts, too. And he had a huge influence on what we're doing here today. So Absolutely. shout out Brent. Absolutely. And for any, anybody watching on YouTube, um, I will relink Brent's video on the creation of this logo right here up in the corner. So you can definitely click that and uh, and, and revisit and kind of see exactly who we're talking about and, and, you know, all the talent that he brings to the channel. Yep. Yeah, man. Dude, where are we where are we going next with this? Do you want to talk about uh, like our plans for the future and like how we're going to work together or what do you think? Yeah, let's do that a hundred percent. Cause like if this is at 23, that probably has like four minutes left. Let's touch that. Cause like we can add that to the video. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get into it. I mean, we're, we're going to start working together on a pretty consistent basis really right now. Like it, it starts right now with, uh, our interview with Grace and Murphy tomorrow. You're looking at this set. This is all a product of Mike's genius. I never could have set this up in my <laughs> wildest dreams. Um, but yeah, talk a bit about like what we're going to be doing together in the next like few months. Awesome. So yeah, the next few months, um, it, it's big times. It's all about growth. I mean, um, one of the first things that we did was uh, yesterday we talked about, or two days ago or something like that, we talked about new thumbnails. Like like yeah. let's let's rebrand. Let's let's re kind of like um, uh, yeah, like kind of rebrand ourselves with the same original logo, similar color schemes, but just like have different ideas. So we started there. Another thing that we would love to do is create a separate YouTube channel for the single track podcast, which mm. is another thing that I'm, I'm really excited about doing with Finn and managing and editing video. 
Um, because initially what we'll do is we'll, we'll have pieces of it related to the to Mile Creative channel, but as it grows, we're going to just like have it dedicated just for that. So people can go straight to the single track, um, YouTube channel, yeah. um, which is really exciting, right? I mean, another channel that's, that's, you know, almost like a, an affiliate channel with, yeah. uh, with Tamaya Creative. I love that. Um, and then also looking at different mediums to get on and, and different mediums to reach out to people and give them the opportunity to watch certain clips and, you know, and then link that to official videos or actually like linking them to the um, podcast itself, like TikTok, um, Instagram reels. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I think YouTube there's clips. something called like YouTube shorts. That's, yeah. YouTube that's shorts too. Yeah. We can definitely do that. And we would basically, we were talking about the possibility of like just rotating it to fill up the entire screen on your phone. So you can see that just rotate your phone because those don't change orientation. Um, and yeah, and, and on the YouTube channel, what we're going to do is instead of putting an hour long video on, we're going to have like really interesting points from each podcast. Um, and then like make that like anywhere from a 10 to 20 minute video. And that ways you can listen to the rest of it. Um, because it's going to draw you in. I mean, I think one of the most interesting points you made to me when we were talking about working together was that, you know, you have this podcast, but not everybody has an hour of their day to listen to it. And you kind of want to meet people where they are, uh, how much attention they can give to you. And I love your idea of like, hey, let's let's take that episode, but let's break it up into like six, 10 minute clips yeah. or like 20, 30 second clips and distribute it on all these platforms so that people can find it where they tend to spend their time and consume it in a way that's most convenient to them. I thought that was brilliant and I'm so excited about that. I think that's going to be a huge way to reach new audiences. 100%. I mean, anywhere that we can, you know, tease it and then place a link so they can listen to the entire thing. I mean, podcasts are huge nowadays, man. I mean, one of my favorite things to do on like an early morning drive is instead of listening to music, like it's a cup of coffee and a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that what we're doing here with the investment in quality um, and then giving everybody, like you said, the opportunity to listen at their leisure. Yeah. I mean, anywhere we can reach people, it's going to be huge. Yeah. yeah. Really excited about that, man. And I'm stoked that we got this partnership going on because uh, it's honestly an honor. And one thing I think I w one thing I definitely want to do is I want to do these episodes more often. Like, I think it'll be fun to check in with each other to see like how the business side of this is moving along, because I think there are people in the audience that are interested at some point in starting their own thing. And if we can provide value to them, just like showing them the behind the scenes of like how we put this stuff together, it would be so cool. Absolutely. Like, how you create the YouTube channel and, and, and cut video and like how I think of like scripting future episodes and like preparing for guests. Like if we can give back in some way, Plus, man, you talk good. <laughs> I talk I talk real good. I'm from North Carolina. We talk real good. <laughs> so, dude, I, I think that it'll be fun to check in. Maybe even if it's just like once a month or, or whatever. I think the more we can show the behind the scenes, the better. And um, yeah, for anybody that's listening to this on the podcast, the visual side of this single track uh, effort is going to get a lot more impressive in a very short amount of time. Uh, thanks to the guy across the table from me. So, well, I appreciate that, man. I'm excited, dude. I think that, you know, like we were saying, any way that we can get them to, to absorb what you got, um, because dude, you're an incredible interviewer. You ask really, really interesting questions. And honestly, like as somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience in the trail running scene or like the ultra running scene, like even when I'm listening, I'm like, 
Well, I, I kind of want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's awesome, man. I mean, you really do your research on, on the who you're interviewing. You really kind of bring really good questions to the table that, that actually apply to what they bring to the table or what they do for the community. And, and, and you know, it's showing, man. I mean, yeah. you have thousands of listeners already. And um, are we allowed to bring up the fact that you've gotten sponsorship offers or am I going to have to cut that? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, one, one thing I'll say to that is it's amazing the internet is amazing and i'm i'm constantly amazed i'm going to keep saying the word amazed i'm constantly amazed at how if you create something and you're consistent at putting out content and the content that you create is heartfelt and you're trying to provide value to someone else to a, to an audience of people i'm constantly amazed at how quickly you can build an audience and if you want to make this your life's work and if you want to make it the thing you do full time how quickly you can get to that point. It's all about consistency, the right intentions, and just being interested in what you do because if you don't come at it with any of those three variables, it's going to be so obvious, it's going to show, and that's where you're going to fall apart. Yeah. So I would just say that. Um, and who knows where this goes? I mean, we're dude, you and me are about to embark on this awesome journey, and we could be having a, a totally different conversation six months from now, but... The fact that you've put together this just like amazing ambiance for recording. We got this great lighting, these great posters. We got this great soundproofing, these great mics. Uh, it just, I'm, I have goosebumps on my arm just thinking about what uh, what could come of it. So um, I'm stoked. And yeah, like I said, we're going to, we'll check, but we'll keep checking in. And yeah. we'll, you know, we'll be transparent about how things are going. Um, I think they're going to go well because we're both passionate about it. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, you know, you kind of mentioned it before, but. I totally want this kind of stuff to be my full-time job. Yeah. I mean, like working for you and then growing my business as well. Like it's the creative aspect and the creative side of, of everything is more so my shtick. Yeah. Um, and I think ever since moving to Utah, that might've been why, like I had that gut feeling to move here. Yeah. Cause like if I didn't move here, I wouldn't have ever been handed that tablet. I would right. have never been handed that really crappy graphic. And right. like maybe none of this would be happening at all. Right. You know, um, I mean, I think you would have started a podcast regardless, but like, like, the well, level... no, we, I should be transparent about that. So, uh, we had this idea back in April, as we mentioned, and Mike was the first one to start his thing by far. And like, we all had this idea that we were going to be creating content side by side. I was dragging ass. Brent was dragging ass. Mike was just like, Hey, have you guys started? Have you, have you started yet? Have you started it? Have you started yet? And like, we hadn't. Um, so I owe Mike so much for the nudges he gave me on a weekly basis. And it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I just got to like sack up and, and do this thing. <laughs> and we can edit out sack up if that's not good. But you know what? Sack up is the right. No, phrase, I so. think sack up is the good term. <laughs> we can, we can uh, I guess, rate this one PG-13. <laughs> sure. But dude, so I owe you a ton, man. So no, we, we talk when we talk about serendipity and the universe conspiring with us to make things happen, it's because uh, it's because of both of our circumstances kind of converging. So yeah, no, I agree, man. Thank you. Huge. Thank you, dude. I love it. And like I said, if I have to be that kind of guy, I totally can be. I do that to Brent all the time. I'm like, Hey man, you finished that logo. Did you finished that logo. Did you fin hey, Brent, did, did you finish the logo? Did you finish it yet? You should probably finish that logo. The guy's paying you. You should probably finish. That. <laughs> I do it all to him all the time. And, and I'm sure he's like, Oh my God, please shut up. But <laughs> dude. So, uh, Winding down here, 
Can I ask you just a couple like get to know you questions for the audience? I know you well. I mean, do we live together for six months? So right, I know right. You well, but like, can I ask you some some questions for the audience? To- Fire away, man! I'm excited. Uh, what is something about you that you're really passionate about that I think that the audience would be surprised to know? Huh? Because obviously you're a runner, you're a designer, but is there anything about you that like if you said this is what I'm interested in, they'd be like, well, I didn't expect that. Um. Well, I, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I, I'm unbelievably obsessed with music and I have been for forever. I'm also a musician. Um, I've played the guitar since I was six um, and playing live music is something that I really, really want to do. Um, there's a there's a spot up in Park City that has already told me that, you know, if I just give them like a day or two heads up, I can just come up and play. And I'm like, I'm trying to like get the guts to actually go up there and do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think live music is probably one of the biggest things that I would be interested in and, and want to do um, in the future as well. I think music is also one of our shared loves. We definitely bonded over that early on. Uh, who are some of your favorite? Like if you could give us like your three favorite artists right now, right now, who are they? Right now. Um, who are you jamming on? Lake Street Dive. Okay. I've had them on repeat for the past couple of weeks. Who's the lead singer there? She has a fantastic voice. I oh, don't know her name. I cannot remember her name either. We'll, we'll link it in the show yeah, notes. We'll, we definitely will. But Lake Street Dive is, is one of my all-time favorites right now. Okay. Um, I would probably also say when it comes to rock, Four Year Strong, always, because okay. I'm also really into punk rock, and that's okay. one of my all-time favorite bands uh, for the YouTube channel. This entire tattoo is based off of Four Year Strong. It's a big, giant mechanical shark. You can't really miss it when you come up, but a lot of people ask me what it is. Yeah. Um, and then for number three... Man, um, number three, that's pretty tough. I would probably have to say who I listen to the most right now, um, even though they're not still making music, is Tribe Called Quest. Um, my third oh, favorite yeah. genre is definitely 90s hip hop. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that goes with a lot of different scenes. I think it's the best era of hip hop that ever existed, to be completely honest. Um, but yeah, probably those three. I'd say Lake Street Dive, Four Year Strong, and Tribe Called Quest. Dude, I think your musical interests show how much of a renaissance man you are. Like, you're across the board with the talents and the interests, and uh, we appreciate that here at the single track. All right, last question. What is the most interesting piece of content you've consumed recently? It could be a TV show. It could be a movie. It could be a podcast. It could be anything. Oh, dude, there's this podcast called The Single Track that like, uh, <laughs> that I'm like, I totally cued that one <laughs> <laughs> excluding podcasts <laughs> yeah the single track is amazing um no everybody genuinely listen to the single track it's incredible he does a great job um personally outside of the incredibleness that is the single track um i would probably say uh the most interesting thing that i've consumed recently hmm um like does it have to be new or can it be like an old thing that oh, i've dude, watched it can be it can be i mean there's there are movies that came out 40 years ago where i'm watching them for the first time I'm like damn okay sick um i would probably say squid game what's that squid game is uh a it's a show on netflix and it's practically live action anime i I tell all these people that but squid game um it it was basically a show about people who are kind of like in trouble in life they have they owe a lot of people money or they've made really wrong decisions and they get a final chance to redeem that and win like a lot of money but they don't know that the games they're playing if they lose they're killed yeah um yeah it's amazing it's only nine episodes and i was on the edge of my seat every single one um that's probably the most interesting slash like the most um like nail biting thing i've consumed recently 
It was okay. awesome. Dude, you, dude, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend you guys watch it. It's amazing. For our listeners out there, I'm hearing about this for the first time, so I'm slightly offended that he didn't tell me this off <laughs> but uh, we'll deal with that after the show. Um, okay, actually, I got one more question for you. So I'm at every single possible opportunity, I try to prop up the Salt Lake City running and trail running scene. So I want to know, what is your favorite trail to run on okay. in, in Utah? Or sorry, in the in the Salt Lake Wasatch area. And then what is your favorite road run? Ooh, um, my favorite trail run. And for anybody who is uh, who has ran with me on this, you totally already know this. It's definitely the Deso Dog Loop. Okay, um, where is that? That is up Big Cottonwood Canyon, and it's a and it's about halfway up through. It's it's at a place called Mill D, um, and then we cut up in there. We go to Desolation Lake, and we kind of go all the way back around down to um, Dog Lake. What is it like 13, 14 miles? I think and you're on the Wasatch Crest for a bit. So sorry, I'm intervening. You can see no, like Park you're City. Fine. You actually know the terms better than I do. <laughs> um, so like you should definitely intervene on. This. <laughs> but you get to see Park City. I mean, no, I I would second that. That's high on my list too. Like you get yeah. used to Park City and Salt Lake and. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. That's that's definitely my favorite trail run. Um, also because, and I I'm totally gonna tell you why it's my favorite trail run. Because the first time I ever did it was with these guys, and I don't know, you know, if you guys were listening in the beginning, I talked about a 15 mile run that I thought was gonna be done in 90 minutes, and it was that run because I'd never done it before. And the first four miles, you're just going up. This is that like, flying dog loop? Yeah, Deso. No, oh, the flying dog. No, this is Deso yeah, dog. Deso dog. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, still gotcha. Deso dog. Um, and it was. I'm sorry, it was probably like yeah, 13, 14 more so. Um, but I thought we were going to be done 90 minutes. It was that one. But then after that run, we went to what is now my favorite coffee shop, uh, Alpha Coffee. Shout major out Alpha shout Coffee. Out, yeah, major shout out to Alpha Coffee. Um, I went in there and I think I have fell in love with every single uh, one of the people that was working. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. They call me Alpha Angels for a reason. Um, <laughs> but I fell in love with every single person that was working. But it was also great because it was a great... Um, group that we had there those guys were all awesome yeah uh, we just enjoyed us uh, you know some breakfast burritos and some coffee and uh the lighting in that place was amazing and i was like dude i love this place i love what we just did and i'm in like a great mood now because of like the entire experience so that's right. why that's my favorite and road run you said too right because i think here's the thing now that i live in salt lake proper i'm close to liberty park and the downtown i think salt lake city is an underrated place for road runners too no, it completely is. Uh, I was not expecting um, how many options you were going to have if you were also interested in road running. Obviously, you have endless trail options. Yeah. Um, but I would probably say my favorite road run. Um, I used to do this loop from the old house, literally just a sugar house loop. I would um, run from the house to sugar house and back. Um, and it was two loops around Sugar House and you got to see majority of the um, popular spots in Salt Lake City. I yep. would cut through ninth and ninth. So like, you know, when you're when you're in your booty shorts and you're shirtless, you're kind of just like flexing as you go by now. <laughs> Going past all these fine dining establishments and <laughs> coffee houses and arts and craft stores. Beautiful. <laughs> um, but either, either that or road running as well. And I'm totally going to get some flame for this, but I love JRP. I think the Jordan River Parkway okay. run is is really nice too. And you can run straight there from anywhere in yeah. the valley pretty much yeah. and, and it's like 80 miles south you get endless road run there it's essentially yeah. like a greenway but i still count that as a road run yeah, yeah. Um, i'll probably say those two are my top two dude i dig it okay you you crushed it dude this has been fun this has been awesome man maybe we should talk about one more thing and that is uh so we're, we're prepping for an interview tomorrow with grayson murphy so again i should date this it's tuesday november 9th around 6 30 p.m utah time and We've set up this sweet studio for Grayson's interview, and hopefully it's kind of the way we operate from here on out. Yeah. 
talk about what the setup is looking like and uh, kind of what lengths we're going to to establish a a new quality standard. All right. Well, okay. Let's let's begin. Um, and I know the cameras are set up at certain angles, but I can also do a separate video on this on the channel, which I will link to this in the future. But let's go. what we've done, um, and I talk about this in the initial studio um, video that I have. I'll link that right here for anybody watching. Um, it's already carpeted in here, which really helps with echoes. Yep. Um, and you know, sound doesn't really reverberate all that much. But I also added soundproof panels to the ceiling. And I think, you know, even though that's only going to help like a little bit more, every little bit in my mind counts. Yeah. So we have that. Um, also the lighting in here, I love it. You know, we have the light behind the or next to the TV. We have the light behind the TV, yep. setting up some lights behind Finn just to give you a little bit more contrast with the blank white wall. Also putting the, um, the picture frame behind you to give it a little bit more of a dynamic range in that shot. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, too much of a bland shot um, is definitely going to keep the eye of the viewer a little bit more interested. Um. But also just like what we've done with the lighting too. We have two soft boxes. I only have one soft box in here. And we have a ring light because ring light does a really good job of like, yes. you know, not casting too many shadows. It usually does a good job of engulfing the entire subject. Yep. Um, so that's what we've done. And obviously the cameras that we have, we have the Canon EOS M50, which is a, another video that I've covered before. I'll link that in the description below. Yep. Um, and we are borrowing uh, Jules Campanelli. Uh, or, Jules, well, I, yeah, thank Jules, you. Yeah, thank you, Jules. This is amazing. We're really excited <laughs> to use the camera. I love this camera. From the bottom of our hearts. Uh, I think it's a it's a Sony like AX7B or something like that. I can't remember the title of it, but I mean it's worth more than my entire life. And that's the, that's <laughs> Honestly, the both of at. our lives combined. <laughs> yeah, probably so. How we happened upon this camera, the world will never know. The world will never know. But that camera's worth more than my entire life. I love how well it color grades too. And then the middle shot that we have right here, the ultra wide, um, that's just my phone. It's an iPhone 12 Pro Max um, ultra wide yeah. view. And I think that did a really good job of being like a centerpiece shot for us too. So, and I'm gonna have this all set up for Grayson's tomorrow as well. So we can, you know, keep it a little bit more dynamic for, for the video watchers. Dude, this was awesome. You, uh, you nailed it and I'm just dude found, I'm, I'm excited for, uh, for what's to come. I think we're, we're, this is the beginning of another version of the single track and it's all thanks to you dude I, i'm really excited hey man don't give me all the praise man you're you're the one who's interviewing people really well and coming up with the actual physical content i'm just helping create it <laughs> so it's it's all you man it's it's awesome to watch what you got going on and, and honestly i'm stoked to be a part of it it's it's uh it's an honor i gotta take at least one compliment this episode so <laughs> there we go <laughs> all right signing off all right thanks so much man see ya Okay, that's a wrap. Would love to know what you think. In terms of cadence, I think you can expect these episodes to pop up at least once a quarter, but hopefully once every month. I think it's a great uh, practice for Mike and I to get in the habit of just kind of uh, assessing where we're at, what we think is going well, what we think could be improved, etc. I also think it's just fun for you, the listener, to get to know everybody that's working on this to know their personalities, to know what they're excited about, et cetera. So yeah, let me know what you think. The last thing I want to say before uh, signing off is if you have not done so yet, I know I'm a broken record, but please, uh, when you have a chance, leave a rating and a review in Apple podcasts or in Spotify or wherever you uh, listen to this show, it helps uh, with our discoverability. So it helps make sure that uh, the single track can be exposed to new audiences, which I think is uh, a good thing. The last thing I want to mention is 
If you can go to my personal website, finnmelanson.com, that's F-I-N-N-M-E-L-A-N-S-O-N.com, there is a call to action button just above the fold. There, if you submit your email address, you will be subscribed to our weekly newsletter, which is a rundown of, in my opinion, some of the best uh, trail and ultra running content on the internet from the week that was. It's just a fun uh, newsletter that will pop up in your inbox and you can read it right on your phone. And I think it's informative stuff. It's inspiring stuff, helpful stuff, funny stuff. Um, yeah. So do that too. Uh, love you guys have a uh, great rest of your week, uh, depending on when you're listening to this and I will uh, talk to you again soon.